This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now live is Emilio Donnell and Fulham legend Rob Wilson. We're going to talk about a huge Fulham victory, a 2-1 to victory against Leicester City on the road. Oh boy, many people did not see this coming. Rob, I'm going to go to you right now. As I said off air, you had a huge smile when you joined us. Just your opening thoughts on what we watched tonight. Yeah, well, like you, I'm um, pleasantly surprised on the uh, the performance over the 90 minutes. I was slightly disappointed that we actually conceded that goal late yeah, on because yeah. I don't so think we I don't think we deserved, you know, we defended that well for for the 85 86 minutes and um yeah. I wanted the uh, I wanted the lads to see it out to get a clean sheet but what an absolute sterling performance I think mm. by all all 13 players like mm. or 14 Absolutely. as in three subs that we brought <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Absolutely. Emilio, over to you. You and I were just talking before we went live, and uh, there were so many experts that never saw this coming. And uh, it's funny because I was listening to a lot of buildup, and uh, I'm telling you, no one saw this coming. I picked a draw. I picked a 2-2 draw. I think you picked a 1-1 draw. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that I'm not right. Your opening thoughts. (laughs) I was just about to say, Brian Lakes has made it out. Fox to Foxes. Exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. So fabulous Fulham performance. Fabulous all 11 players, like Rob said, all 14 players, fabulous performance. You know, where are the Lookman haters now? Where are all the Scott Parker <laughs> haters now? Fantastic. You know, we, we just, I, was, I wasn't, like Rob, very annoyed that uh, we conceded that goal. And I thought yep. the, the uh, Schmeichel save was a turning point. But thankfully, we hung on towards the end. But it was very, <laughs> the, last, the last 15, 20 minutes, very, very nervous. That, that Absolutely. It was going the other way rather than going towards the 90 minutes, going backwards towards 45 minutes. It's, uh, but we don't have to wait till the April or the end of the season to get their first victory away from home in the Premier League. So we've done that <laughs> earlier this season. That's a positive. But overall, fantastic. The way we were set up, the way we looked dangerous, 
you know, if you came in as a neutral, you thought we were a bottom three team. They're not at all. You know, we made Leicester look very, very ordinary. They offered very little. Th- you know, let's be honest. How many saves did Ariel have to make? You know, all come. You know, the whole team great team performance. And you know, Scott Parker, ten out of ten, absolutely set the team up well. There was a lot of question marks when we saw that lineup. To be honest, but look, in the day, where are the critics now? Me included. You know, I, I predicted a draw before the game, but we went even one better. So fabulous! I'm absolutely, you know, over the moon. So am I, guys. And I'm glad that you brought this up because I, I actually want to start here because let's talk about the starting 11. Because when I saw this, you know, I, again, I'm thinking no Metro, no Kearney. Uh-oh. But I've said that before and the results have actually gone our way. I think I actually said that against West Brom. Rob, what were your thoughts when uh, you saw the starting 11? And uh, obviously it worked out very well. But at the time when you looked at it, were you thinking what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I'll say I was uh, very surprised when them two were left out. Um, very big decision by Scott to 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 make that decision. I mean, he he has made a few big decisions this season, and he's left Scott, he's left uh, Micho out at different times, and he's left Tom out. So yeah, uh, to leave to leave both out at the same time uh, mm-hmm. after an inept performance last last home game against Everton, but previous to that, we had showed signs that we were starting to you know, click together both defensively and going forward. So it were a brave decision, um, you know, after 20 minutes where we were defending well and we looked comfortable. I thought, oh, yeah, he's he's getting his tactics right. I mean, fair dues to Bobby Reid. I'm not one yeah. of his, uh, one of his, 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 um, his best uh, supporters of the bit, but he actually played a right wing back role very, very well. Yeah. Um, you know, and he stuck to his job, as did all the players. Uh, and fair play to Lookman and, and Cavalero. They both come to the to mantle again tonight. The penalty was a you know a brave decision of Scott to give the <laughs> ball to, to Cav again. You know, his run up looks similar to last week against West Ham <laughs> or the other week and you know he stuck it away. But you know, overall the ninety minutes were outstanding, I thought, and we looked very sharp on the on the counter attack. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Anguisi was absolutely immense. Oh, and Reed was, I oh, was a pocket dynamo. He was like a the old style Ray Lewington all over the pitch. He was absolutely fantastic, and we defended well as a, as a, as a group and as an individuals. Right. Absolutely, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I want to go to you, Emilio, as we just talked briefly about your thoughts on the starting eleven. I'm glad that Rob brought this up because uh, again, they played as a team, especially mm-hmm. defensively and on the break, very dangerous, but. I just want to talk about how they played together as a team. So, as you said, you gave Scott Parker 10 out of 10. So, he got this right. Yeah. And I think I've been saying over the last few weeks, you know, you know I slightly disagree with Rob. I don't think we had an inept performance against Everton. First, there was a 20-minute spell. We were inept in the first half. But second half, I thought we matched Everton, if not, we played better than last week. And we scored a – we won that second half, didn't we? one nil. So, for me, there have been signs of this happening week in, week out. I know there's a lot of Fulham fans who want Scott Parker to – to go, all the criticism that um, Cavalera's been taken, all the criticism Lookman's been taken, but they both showed courage today. You know, that that goal from from Lookman, very composed. Cavalera had the balls to take the penalty. But overall, you know, West Ham, let's go back to that West Ham game. We hung on for over 90 minutes. We didn't necessarily create much in that game, but we looked very organised and structured, as we did today. The only difference is we had a bit more attacking prowess, and we did look dangerous every time we had the ball in that first half. You know, on, you know, with a bit of bit of better passing, a bit of a bit of more composure, 
we could have heard them even more. I'm seeing Steve Lidyard's performance. We had a couple, couple lucky breaks, but so did Leicester have a couple lucky breaks. Yeah. Let's be, it works both ways. So let's not it be absolutely does. Steve. You know, we won 2-1. You would have thought we lost a game 3-2 today, mate. So uh, we won the game, deserved to win the game. More shots on target, dominant performance. So thank you very much, Scott Parker, for setting up the team well and, you know, and the and the play stepping up to the occasion. And I agree with Rob and Gisa. Wow. Oh. You know, that's what we missed in the first half against Everton. Yes, that's a great that's point there, Emilio. We missed him against Everton. That's a great point. Half. He's a tower of strength and he's getting stronger and stronger. And he's... He's a, well, so far him and look, we're looking outstanding this so far this season. But overall, can't fault the team. You know, we hung on well, we defended well, but this has been most of the last five, six, seven games. Yes. It's not a surprise we're playing well and organised. We're not getting hammered four or five nil. We might do against Man City this weekend. That's that's Man City. I'm okay oh. with that. This was a bonus game. If we got anything out of this game, I'd have been happy. In fact, that we've got three points and away from home. Can't complain. Well, right now we're currently 17th, Emilio, if you haven't looked at the... Uh... 17th. And <laughs> for me, it's all about chipping away. You know, I know. Players, you know, we're scoring goals and are playing a team in, in top four. Yep. We're, you know, we're looking organized. We're not conceding goals for fun. It's a good platform. You know, this Absolutely. game, two seasons ago, we lost this game 3-1, if, if we recall. So that's the progress we've made, season. you know, two seasons, two seasons. So let's give us time and start beating the teams around us. And what we didn't do two years ago is beat teams in the top four. We've, we've done that against Leicester City. That's already a bonus as well, an advantage. So overall, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the team. And in respect oh of the Diop, well done for, for winning tonight. Well, I'm just going to share some comments because they are talking about that mm. very mm. fact. Of, we've got a bunch of them, and uh, I, I want to share all of them. Yes, this mm. one is for... The wardrobe, and there are a bunch of them. I also want to share this from our friend Chris Davidson in Spain because uh, I think this is a funny one. Lots of phone pre-match <laughs> social media comments currently being deleted. Good point there, Chris. Yeah, good point. Very good point. I wonder what you think about Tom Kenny being on the bench, Chris. Be good to see your comments in a moment. Um, I, so yeah, interesting. Let's go. Let's go on that point. You know, looking at starting eleven, I was yep. you know, comment. I I was very surprised. You know, to be honest, I. Mitrovic, I would have expected Mitrovic to have started today. Of the two, I can understand yep. maybe Tom maybe being being dropped or favouring Loftus Cheek. And again, maybe we had this argument last week, this debate: can you play Loftus Cheek and Tom Kenny in the same eleven? We were sort of debating this last week, weren't we, Rob? After the Everton mm-hmm. game, yeah, yeah. maybe that was the reason why Scott doesn't think there's an opportunity for them to play in the same team. But I'm, I was surprised to see Mitrovic on the bench. That I thought this, yeah, so was I. So that was probably the biggest surprise for me. So was I. And, Rob, I want to go back to you because we've already talked about this, but, listen, Leicester City had some opportunities early on that they might look back at and say, well, we were unfortunate. But, honestly, Fulham weathered the storm and settled into the match, and then they took advantage of their opportunities very well. So let's talk about it because, again, it's also about how Fulham are just turning into the type of team probably Scott Parker wants them to be because, again, it's about – taking advantage of your opportunities, being solid defensively, but also playing as a team. So let's talk about how, you know, again, if you're a Leicester City supporter, maybe you're looking back at this, but I think that's taking a little bit away from Fulham's performance. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously the, uh, around about 20, 21 minutes, obviously the the shot, they hit the post and then yep. rebound, come back, hit the bar. Um, yeah, we were fortunate to, for them two incidents, but we went straight up the other end and we'd mm. had some counter attacks before that. Yeah. 
uh, and looked quite dangerous on on, yep. on the counter. And and after them two incidents, we went up the other end, obviously, and and, and Lookman stuck his stuck his goal away very very well. A nice, calm, composed finish. You know, what I mean, where he could have, you know, could have rashed at it, but um, you know, he, he did very very well. So. I mean, I, I wasn't threatened by them at all in that first right. half. And, and, and to be honest, even in the second half, until the last sort of five, ten minutes, the goal in 85 minutes, they hadn't, the goalkeeper had no saves yeah. to make. You know, I was we just about better. to say that, Rob. I said to my wife uh, at one stage, this is going to be 3 0 rather than 2 1. And she said, oh, There was an opportunity you, for that. Yeah. Talk about that. Obviously, five, six minutes later, I think I said that on 80. I thought because we looked like the team that were going to break away and scored the third the third one and obviously made it 2-1 and then you know we could have made it 3-1 with the metro and the uh, you know with the casper uh, corner scenario we could have broke away and made it 3-1 but i mean it was it was a very uh, accomplished performance both defensively on the counter and i, I thought the setup and the system yep. that scott played to try and win the game worked to a tee uh, and that's what happens when you don't concede early. Fulham are very, very, very good at conceding early goals. Well, that's why I'm saying weathering the early storm, because if you get yeah. past that point, Rob, and you get your opportunities, like you said, there were opportunities there, and you finally take advantage of it, the match changes. Mm, definitely. And and we, we looked like we had confidence because we didn't look like we conceded early. Yep. And everyone looked comfortable in possession, which you'd expect them to do. They're premiership players. Um uh, and Leicester weren't, you know, they weren't dropping off us. They were, they were, they were, they were harassing us and pressing us, which worked to our advantage because we were nicking it and Greasy was nicking mm-hmm. balls in the middle of the park and we were then on the counter. And I've never seen us get as many people in the box when we yeah. go yeah. forward yeah. all exactly. season. And that's... It looked, 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 like, looked like the, um, you know, that the, the Scott had said to him, just go and play and, and yeah. no restrictions, just go and play. And mm-hmm. as I say, we probably had two our my, two most high high profile players in Kenny mm-hmm. and Mitro on the bit on the bench, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and that's a big deal, Rob. Because again, when you have two of your best players not even starting, and you are able to play the way that you played, that's a huge positive. And mm-hmm. Emilio, I want to go to you because I want to give you the honors of talking about the first goal, mm-hmm. and it's the Lookman goal, and. Again, this is Fulham taking advantage of their opportunity. He took this very well. Thoughts on Fulham going ahead? Um, I thought, I think, like I said, Rob said, obviously, we rode our luck a little bit with uh, with Leicester hitting the post and so forth. But again, every time we came forward, we looked dangerous. But exactly. His strength, his presence there, and that sublime pass to Lookman, fantastic. And Lookman's finish, very composed. You know, very, I'm very proud of Lookman. I think we've said it, even at the point that he missed that best hand penalty, he was probably our most consistent player this season. And I'm, I'm very proud of him. He took that goal like a true professional, very composed, tucked in the back of the net. But the Anguissa's run and that, simple, that, that pass to him, beautiful. Absolute beautiful finish. So, uh, you know, fa- proud of the team and proud for Lookman. Obviously, he went and took the, you know, he, he celebrated in memory of Papa Papa Diop. So, you know, well done for him. And he deserves that goal after all the crap he got from Fulham fans a few weeks ago against West Ham. So Fulham fans who gave him all the abuse and wanted him out of the club, where are you now? So well done, Ant Lookman. But, you know, again, been a very great signing for us. I know he's only a lone signing, but he's, he's, he's got a lot of potential. In fact, he's now scoring goals, assists, and he had that shot that um, Schmeichel saved. It could That's have been, right. It could have been 3 nil. So Lookman... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rob Robinson had a great chance even at yeah. 2-0 when he yeah. went through a nice build-up play yeah. again. 
you know, I mean, he found himself in a probably a, a situation he's not not in there very much, you know. But uh, again, he's hit the target. But it could have been three nil at that stage, yeah. you know. We were we were we were breaking at will, you know, throughout that first yeah. half. Like I said, Chris Davis thing, Angus is running exactly my point. That run that he made and just that sublime pass. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was all about the weight of the pass, yeah, you know, beautiful. because beautiful. because if you remember back to early on in the first half, he got himself in a very good position and could have yeah. played it wide to, yeah. to Robinson, and it was an underweighted pass that got cut out. That was a little bit of Im- immaturity, I thought. But then again, his his composure and his willingness to get in the right position, mm. and he has been one of our best players on the front foot all That's season, yeah. and he can go inside, outside, two feet, and and. Yeah, I, I wasn't one of the uh, many that were, were lambasting him over the um, the West Ham goal. I might have done for a split second when we can when we didn't draw right. the game. But you know, he's a young lad, and you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's come back from that magnificently. Absolutely, yeah. and that's a great point there, Rob. Because uh, a good judge of a of a person is how you respond to a bad moment. He's responded well. So again. You know, Fulham are benefiting, and uh, he's going to be a huge player for for the club. All right, Rob, I want to go back to you because uh, I'm going to share this right here. Okay, uh, this is uh, a, a true banner here. I, I still can't believe I'm sharing this. Fulham scoring a penalty, Rob. Now, first yeah. of all, I want to get your thoughts on the call for a penalty. What are your thoughts about this? Because, again, I actually heard uh, Gentleman Jim talk a little bit about this, and he said if it was – Against Fulham, he would have been very upset. What are your thoughts about the call? You know, VAR making a call for Fulham for once. No, I, I I said to my wife during the game, and we were actually disappointed because the play went on for about at least another two minutes. Yeah, and I said I said it's a penalty all day long. My first <laughs> my first reaction was penalty, and I said I said to her as we were talking, watching the game, I said they could actually score now, Leicester, and then it'll go out. We have to wait for the ball to go out of play. Then it will go to VAR and then it will be decided a penalty. The Leicester goal would have been uh, taken out, for instance, which is trying to explain to other rules. Um, but I knew it was going to be a penalty. And I had no doubt once I saw the VAR and then realised that he had to go. When they go to the touchline to look at the screen, 99% of the time, you know that the referee is going to make the decision it's a penalty. And fair dues. You know, Cav stepped up. You could see Scott shouting from the touchline. How touch about line. that I decision hope- to let him yeah. make it? That's a yeah, huge I don't decision. know. Bobby, Bobby wanted the ball in his hand, so I don't know what had been decided before the game, but whether it had been changed during the game, I'm not sure. But fair dues to him. He stepped up there and, you know, he took it like he probably would have liked to have taken it last week. Um, and that took a little bit of pressure off us. And it was, you know, it was, it was a it was a fillip to him and to the rest of the team that gave him, you know, gave us a nice little bit of impetus to, to go on and think, oh, hold on, we can actually go out and win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Milo, your thoughts. Was it a penalty? I'm going to share this comment from my friend Chris, who's not a phone supporter. He says, clear foul for the penalty. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. My first reaction when I saw that, definitely a penalty. You know, the fact that I always get very nervous with VAR because some some decisions go your way. Even when we went 2-1, when they scored, I was always right. Just one little mistake, a handball, inadvertently handball, go against us. But yeah, for me, I thought it was, I was 99% saying it was a penalty. And the question, I was, I was told then kind of, who's going to take it? Obviously, no Mitch, no Tom Kearney on the pits. Again, they're the, your two automatic choices and fair play. Fair play for Cavalieri. There was no hesitancy there. I saw from his body language, he was, okay, give me the ball, let me take it. He didn't look nervous. He looked more 
nervous against Everton than he did today. I don't know if you saw that, Rob. I don't know if you agree, but yeah, I, 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 thought, I thought he looked he looked composed. Um, mm. you know, so I just didn't like. Well, I don't, I'm not saying I didn't like. I wasn't sure whether it was organised before they went out because mm. everyone seemed to be looking to the touchline and mm. and. Reed looked like he had the ball in his hand. So, you know, a little bit of uncertainty there at, at the beginning. But, yeah, once he got hold of the ball, put it on the spot, addressed it. Mm-hmm. It was a similar address in his body language to, yeah. to last week's. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as much as it was firm and it looked in some in, in slow motion that uh, Schmeichel might have got mm-hmm. somewhere near it, but it was... It was firm enough that it was past him before he'd looked. But yeah, fantastic, and and, and that takes a lot of bravery to step yeah, up and take a penalty. Absolutely, you know, and uh, you know if you're a and again, Cavalero's not old. He's a, he's, he's a youngish lad. You know, you, yeah. you, you these lads are you know I mean they're multi multi millionaires and they get lambasted by media, supporters, <laughs> social media, and they, and they can step up there. They're employed by the club and. The manager stands by them. They can step up there from 12 yards and hit the target, which they're expected to do right. uh, under an, under no pressure because mm-hmm. there's no crowd. But the pressure is he's missed one last week. So that's at the back of your mind. Right. Sure. <clears throat> okay, very good stuff. Okay, coming up next, we're going to talk about the second half. I want both of my co-hosts to analyze what happened in the second half. And we'll end with man of the match. Feel free to share. If you're watching live, who was your man of the match? Okay, guys, let's talk about the second half. And what's interesting, Emilio, I'll go to you, because a lot of the commentary I was listening to, especially as the half went on, Western City make their changes. It really didn't affect Fulham too badly. And Fulham, again, you know, were weathering whatever storm. Like I said, I don't know how dangerous you guys thought Leicester City were besides the goal. Like Rob said, again, I thought Fulham were in control. And when they had the control – they look dangerous, and obviously we had opportunities. So I want your an- analysis of the second half. And what's funny about it is that as the match went on in the second half, the announcers kept talking about the fact that Fulham looked more dangerous. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Looked like the more likely, to, mm. for me, to score. Of course, that didn't happen. That's how I, I, I felt Fulham were more likely to score. Your thoughts on the second half? And then we'll talk about the goal from Harvey Barnes in just a bit. Yeah, I think that, you know, obviously Leicester was bound to come in, you know, come out at us. You know, they their possession at one point, I think, was seventy-seven percent possession yeah. half of that at some point. But I think we weathered the storm. I didn't, I didn't feel us under any threat. It's just, it was just we were starting to tire a little bit towards the end. That was, a, that was the thing for me. I thought yep. Loftus Cheek looked strong. We haven't really mentioned him today, but he looked strength no. up there. I actually thought we looked more vulnerable when he left, when he got substituted. Now, I'm not being critical of Lamina, but. I didn't see what he offered when he came on. You know, he was meant to take the pressure off uh, off Loftus Cheek and and balance, give the team a bit more balance and shape and fresh legs. But to be honest, we looked more unsettled with him on than when Loftus Cheek was on the pitch. I thought Loftus Cheek looked the you know the quality player that we know he is. He had some good layoffs, some good passes, some good control. So he actually did a very a sterling job in that first half and early second half. But at the time, you know, we were starting to tire. There was a moment then. We were trying to get possession or get the ball out of play so Mitrovic can come on. And I was desperate for get the ball out of play, get yep. Mitrovic on so he can add defensive cover. At that point, obviously, Leicester then scored a, a late goal and things started to look a little bit nervy for us. But overall, up until that goal, I thought the, the team weren't troubled. Adebrayo mm-hmm. and Anderson looked in control in central defence, clearing the ball, heading the ball away, not giving away the ball cheaply, which is sometimes what we do. But obviously, 
we were playing, we were fighting for dear life. But overall, you know, at two 0 down, I, that clock was slow ticking down, as you can expect. But I didn't, I didn't see Leicester scoring two goals. And that was thing. I didn't see them scoring two. Let, all I could hear the commentary: Leicester always score in the last fifteen minutes. And I kept hearing that too, my friend. Shut up and just get on with it. Give up some credit. <laughs> And no point did I see us getting enough credit from the pundits and the commentators. I totally agree. That's actually a great Let's point. Poor, poor performance. Poor, you know, where's the credit to Fulham? You know, we we outfox them, as we said earlier. So that's just very, very frustrating. Just because yep. you're a top 14 doesn't mean you've got a divine right. And that's why I felt we could get something out of this game because they got hammered by West Ham at, at home and they lost to Aston Villa at home. Now, they've obviously, Fulham have gone there to the King Power and won as well. So, you know, it's an open division. Yep. So yeah, that's you know. So, but overall, good second half performance. But we did tire. I just think you know, yep. when Loftus Cheek went off, I just thought we lost we lost a bit of spark and energy, and we lost a bit of shape as well. Okay, very good, Rob. Over to you. I want your second half analysis, but I, I want to share this because I heard this on the commentary as well. We did a Lester on Lester. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, well, I don't think we had to weather any storm because I don't think Lester didn't give us the storm that we were expecting. You <laughs> That's know? right. Because, uh, as much as Harvey Barnes come on at, at half-time, and, you know, I don't think it improved them one iota. I thought we coped with it very, very well. I thought we defended as a, as a five or as a four or five when we were out of possession. I thought quite comfortably. And it wasn't till you know, the last five minutes where, again, it was, a, I think it was the only half chance that Vardy had got away from the two centre-halves to get, two or three yards worth of space um, to nod it back. Yeah, lovely finish. And all of a sudden, 85, 86 minutes, you're under the cost then for the last five minutes plus five minutes injury time. But again, even in that last 10 minutes, we could have made it 3-1 more than them made it 2 all. Absolutely. I mean? so, That's my I point. Thought, I, I, I thought it was unjust that we actually conceded so late because I thought over the 90 minutes, you know, the keeper and the back five deserve to get a clean sheet. So, you know, I, I were pretty comfortable, to be honest, you know. Uh, and, and like Emilio says, I think the difference tonight was, you know, Fulham are always, uh, and the back four, and it has been for the last three games, we're quite one, you know, we're rushed with our defending. We, we, we scoop balls or we miss clearance, you know, we don't put our foot through it. You know, tonight everything seemed to be, you know, cleared nicely as opposed to unnicely, you know. So I thought we looked we looked assured against a team that is a top four side that are very, very quick on the break, play on the shoulder. You know, Anderson, you know, he, he commanded Vardy quite well. He lost yes. him once or twice, yes. really. But, you know, it didn't result in any clear-cut chances. How many saves did a keeper have to make? Yeah, you know, exactly. their keepers made more saves than ours. You know, and we're a team in the bottom three going to a team that are in the top four. So, you know, I thought we coped admirably. And, uh, you know, and, and the signs, not just tonight, the signs have been there for the yeah. previous three, yeah. four games. Totally you know, agree, Rob. Um, as much as supporters get down, you know, we haven't been getting the results. Sheffield United, we played quite well. West Ham, we played quite well. West Brom, Everton, for, as you say, for 45 minutes out of 90, we played well. So the signs have been there. Tonight's results have been coming for quite a while now. See, I tend to agree with that, Rob. And whenever I say that, fans are like, well, you know, again, if you say that, look at the uh, table. And, and I get that. But I feel that the signs were there that we were building towards this Emilio. And uh, I think we got what we deserve. We just, I, I like Rob's comment, though. We, we deserve the clean sheet. It didn't go our way. Emilio, back over to you. Y- your thoughts on what Rob shared and what I shared here. 
you know, I, again, Fulham, you know, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with Rob. It's kind of too bad that they did not get the clean sheet, but they deserve this victory. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, there's no question about that. And it helps when you've got a steady back four, a back four that's playing week in, week out. I know Aina, there's some question marks maybe about Aina, you know, him versus Teta, but you know, he's, he, today he looked very solid and composed. You know, he looked, he looked at... Uh, Look at the look at the first half against Everton versus today, a different player. So for me, it helps when you've got a settled back four, a keeper looks in control. That gives you the opportunity to actually get something out of the game. If you've got a back four like two years ago, you go one nil down, that's it, game over. Today right. it's interesting the fact that we took the lead and we extended the lead and you know, we didn't really look troubled, to be honest. And in the last few games against West Ham, against Wolves, we battled hard in those games. We did, maybe didn't deserve to lose either of those games, but what we didn't have is a bit of attacking quality and prowess. We had that today, as well Absolutely. as as professional team. So I've been saying it for weeks. We're getting better and better and better. We're not getting hammered every game. You know that the signs are there. All we've got to do is start uh, gaining the points against the teams around you, and hopefully pick up some bonus points against the top four, top six. Which we your bonus points. That's all we got to do. So seven yeah. points on the board. Maybe on paper we should have got maybe more like ten points, but. It's one game at a time. You know, we've got a run of fixtures in the new year, which yep. are more seemingly more winnable, but let's get some confidence. So this this will give the team a lot of confidence. Whether we, we get hammered against Man City or not, we did a job today against a, a very good Leicester City side. And Scott Parker outfoxed uh, Brendan Rodgers, you know. I, I coached them. I, I totally agree. All right. All right, guys, let's end with man of the match, okay? <laughs> I have some comments on man of the match. Rob, I'll go to you. Who was your man of the match? I, oh, well, I thought it were tight, to be honest. I, mm. I, um, it, uh, it, I would toss between Anguissi and Reed, and I think I'll go with uh, Anguissi for me. Okay. How about you, Emilio? Um, if I can give Scott Park, I'll give him man of the match. Okay. He had the balls to make the chain, tactical changes, and it paid dividends. The way he lined up the team... You know the fact. You know, for, for me, I think I'll give it as a overall team. It's Scott Parker or Tony on the pitch. I think it's Zangisa. I think what I think that his that pass for that that assist that goal was great, and just his just physical strength. Harrison really picked up a yellow card. I was a little bit nervous. There was one moment in the second half when he was defending. He could have committed a tackle, didn't yes. he held back. Because if he if he mistimed that, he would have been off the pitch, and it might yeah. have been a different story. But for me, I thought Angisa was a was a well. Tower of strength in that midfield. You know, we missed him against Everton first half. It could have been a different result that day. But for Scott Parker, I'm going to give him all the plaudits. He made the ta- he made the changes, and you know, hopefully, all the fans will be off his back. Okay, I'm going to share some uh, comments. Let's start here. Ingisa, man of the match. Okay, let's go here from Colton Wright, Harrison Reed, or Tosin for man of the match. The whole team was stellar though. And Thea Evans, our friend in New Zealand. Harrison Reed. There's a there's a shout out for Harrison Reed. I'll share some more comments. Let's see. This is just a general comment from Luke Walsh. Thought Innocent did well in defense, stays as captain. That's just a question on that. And uh let's see. Just you know, again, a lot of love for for uh Ingeese. I'm gonna share some more. Andre Frank, Zambo and Geese, hundred percent man of the match today. Happy for Lookman and Cav, but has to be Frank and Gisa. I totally agree with that. I, I'm I'm gonna go with the fans and you guys. I'm gonna say it's in Gisa. And Gisa for me too, a beast. And uh again, we're seeing a lot of this. And this person, uh Chris is not a film supporter. He watched the match. He says in Gisa, man of the match. So 
I definitely understand why we're going with Angisa. But um, Rob, back over to you. Someone mentioned Tosin. What are your thoughts about Adorbayo in this match? Yeah, I, again, I thought he was uh, at a very accomplished performances in, in his positional play, his defensive clearances were a lot better than they have been the last few games. Um, and he, he led the partnership with Anderson and, and, and Robinson and, and, and Aina and, and, and Reed. To be fair, you know, we, we shouldn't take away the job he's done in that right wing back role. I thought yes. it was a, a role he were asked to play. Um, which is not familiar with him, you know. So, you know, they've all played their part. Um, and, and, and like Emilio says, you know, you can you can say that Scott were very brave in his decisions to to set them up like that. You go into Leicester or a free score inside at home. Um, you know, we've we've we've, we've, mm-hmm. we've turned the corner a bit tonight, I think. You know, and it's not it's not just the eleven or the three that come on. It is a squad, you know, yes. and all twenty twenty five players will be used at some point throughout the season. The bottom line is Fulham need to finish 17th as a minimum. Yeah, um, and I think we're better equipped this time around than we were two years ago. And results like tonight have been coming for weeks. And yeah. us as Fulham fans have seen it. You know, you, we take the highs with the lows. Um, and this is just a nice this is just a nice evening to, to think that we've gone away from home and, and, and turned over one of the top four teams in, 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 in England at, Actually, won the Premiership many years ago. So right. you know, let's 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 live on this until That's Man important. City game, um, <laughs> and and we go on to that game. You know, so you know, let's let let's take all the plaudits for for every every man that's represented the club tonight, and every fan that's watched the game and and saw them over the line. Okay, excellent. I'm going to end our comments with our friend Chris in Spain. And Giza, man of the match, he's probably still upset that uh, Tom Kearney didn't play. I'm sorry, Chris, but. There's no look, man. I think that's yes. about you know. I thought he, had, you know, his composure for the goal, the save, the shot that he, that yes. um, Michael made a save. He looked dangerous there. This I said it a few. I think it was after the couple of weeks ago. He could be a very shrewd signing for us. You know, if he could, yeah, yeah. He's looked to be yeah, Emilio. He's been, he's looked dangerous every game. You know, right. he has yeah. flash. He flashes. You know, he's he's an improviser. He can do things off the cuff. Yeah. You know, he's he's a better quality. Kibana or Kamara, you know what I mean? He's got a he's got a trick in his locker, yeah. you know, whereas them two haven't. You know, a wide player that w- will get out his feet, mm-hmm. go either way and get a crossing. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think he's linked up well with Robinson behind him. Let's yeah, not take away, right. you know, everyone's saying Joe Bryan, two go here at championship. This young lad's come in and, and done fantastically well the last five, six games. Totally you know, uh, you know he's, he's he needs to improve on his defensive duties, but going forward... He is very athletic, you know. Uh, he's similar to Joe, but I just think he gives us a little bit more than Joe at this at this present time. Yeah, okay. you're right. You're right. Emilio, I'll give you the final word, then we're going to wrap this up. You know, I don't think there's much else to say. Fulham, 10 out of 10. Thank you very much. Keep it nice and simple. <laughs> okay, great stuff. Great show. It's always great to do a show after a victory, after a huge victory like this, but we're mm. going to wrap this up. For Rob Wilson and Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. 
at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.